Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. There's Andy Wood. Hey. Hey. Guess what I got? What did, what did you get? iPhone 10, baby. Oh. Too much money for a phone. Oh, is it weird not having the home button? Uh, I don't I don't mind it. Really, all I wanted was something that actually responds when I type on it, because I have a three-year-old phone that's become almost a brick. So, um, yeah, it's too much money for a phone, but it's kind of cool. Um, the camera's nice and new and better. Are, are you worried about the face recognition thing? Like a policeman it, can just hold the phone up to your face and instantly open it <laughs> when you're arrested? It's more like, I, th- I didn't think sunglasses would throw it, but they do. So fuck that. Like, <laughs> we're in California. So, oh, so literally just sunglasses and it's done. But then you can just do the password. But still, if, if it's, if it's going to be a face thing, it should be a lot of different face case, face use cases. Face cases. Face. I think the abbreviation is faces. Face case, face, faces. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, but yeah, so far so good. Uh, Eli Braden's here. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Writer, comedian. Musician. Great, great at sex, too. Let's not <laughs> leave that out. I mean, let's he not is. bury the lead. Yeah, we, we should explain. We started the show a little bit late because we were all having sex. It was so good. You guys are great. It was so good. Eli earned a medal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Andy has so many medals on his wall. I, and uh, Have we talked about this on the podcast? Have you ever talked about all the medals on Andy's wall? I think wall? so. Well, it's you're very athletic. Shape. You're in amazing shape. And if I, if, listen, if I'd earned all those medals for my athletic prowess, I'd hang them on the wall right next to my bedroom door where the uh, woman who'd be joining me for the night might notice them. I guess it was more like, I, I don't know what you do with those things. If not, I used to have all the like comedy-related lanyards just hanging from a doorknob, mm-hmm. and that would just make that doorknob clatter when you opened it. It's like, well, either they should be in a box and hidden, or they should be up somewhere. I think it's great you have them. You know, lead with your best, lead with you, what you have, know. you know? It's douchey, whatever. It is. No, you, put a lot of neat, you, you put a lot of pins, like, nails in the wall and then symmetrically you just, yeah you, it is very symmetric yeah i wish the uh, listener could see this you should take a photo and put it on your photo. website it's too douchey <laughs> uh but as a musician i was wondering when you enter a house with guitars on the wall is there a temptation to grab one or is that mm. a phase you've passed i think i'm over that, that was yeah a college guitar phase you I mean, don't you don't ask me as a winner whether i'm tempted to grab <laughs> <Yeah>. the medals <laughs> Uh, yeah, so listeners may know you from your many appearances in the Howard Stern Show. You're yes. Very funny musically, but uh-huh, also thank you. Uh, in life. And on the internet, you're one of the people who makes me laugh more than anybody else. Oh, that's great. Online. Oh, you're sweet. Yeah, your tweets and Facebook posts. Top notch. Go fucking They are really good. Yeah, you're really right. fucking good. I, I think about that uh, jazz addicts. Well, to be fair, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, uh, it was a picture of a, it's a jazz addicts and the A was a guy playing saxophone. But he's not very A-shaped. He's, he's not a A-shaped. No. Yes, he's like a, a relatively thin guy playing right. saxophone and I just wrote a, uh, what did I, I can't remember. Why is the I a saxophone player? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like That's where my mind goes. I, I went to Catholic school growing up, so everything's a dirty joke. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, thank you for joining us. And it's coming my pleasure. Out to West Hollywood. Thanks for having me because whoever more important than me and canceled. I mean, the, listen, nobody canceled. We don't plan this. We plan this thing an we, hour in advance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You were you are among the first people to be asked dangerously late to. The- <laughs> um, I'm going to make a note of the jazz addicts tweet so we can put it in the show That's, notes. Please oh, yeah, do. Thank you. Actual, yeah, click on I, show notes and we'll have a link. To I'll see find the, it for you. Photo. It's. It's the gift that keeps. Yeah, I look at it. We, we should. You guys should uh, maybe make those shirts as part of your uh, your merch. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> Let's. Can we all agree that jazz is the worst music? I mean, okay. So you're a musician, and you're obviously well versed in music theory. Uh, 
that's the thing people are afraid of. I think when they they're like, I don't want to learn too much music theory because then I'll inevitably like jazz. Yes. And then I'll hate myself. Right. So, do you, as an appreciator of the the mechanics of music, have at least like a respect for jazz? I mean, it depends on what it is. I mean, I I definitely love like John Coltrane, yeah. Alice Coltrane as well, and and uh, who is the, I don't know Alice Coltrane, John Coltrane's wife, who made some really cool trippy psychedelic jazz records in the what uh, instrument did she sixties and seventies? You know what? I'm not even quite sure. I just know I bought, I have a CD. I have two CDs with Alice Coltrane's name on them. They're fucking wow. great. Okay, and uh, if you smoke some pot and listen to them, you're gonna have a good time. I have not heard that. Yeah. But, but uh, I mean, yeah, just jazz as a in general. I mean, I just think of Woody Allen. Oh right, <laughs> and I right, think right, of right. like, you know, just that kind of thing. Masturbatory clarinet. That that black guy who laughed at all of Jay Leno's terrible jokes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Is that his background? Jazz. I think so. Well, they didn't really I play so. jazz as a house band, right? Um, no, but did they kind of did though? It was did a little they, bit uh, jazzy. It was a little jazzy. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I feel like it's uh, it's easy to jump on board the anti jazz bandwagon, but then sometimes I've seen some. Like I was in New Orleans, and I like the back room of this restaurant I was in at, at a jazz club, and yeah. a fourth or fifth tier Marsalis was playing. Who I didn't know existed. <laughs> fifth tier Marsalis. It blew my mind. It was a trombone Marsalis. Wow, a, a, tra- a, a Del Feo a, a TB, Marsalis. A TBM. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the best trombone playing I've heard. And Listen, I mean, jazz is amazing. It's just, I think it's the easy go-to joke. And right. much like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I'm a huge fan of them, actually. I think they're an amazing band. But I will Wait. I will, I will, destroy them on Twitter at given you any... You are not a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Sure, I really am. I think they're really good at what they do. It's, you know... All, all, all periods... Of chili peppers? I don't know about all periods. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when everything was just like California, California, California. Well, yeah, I mean, there is a little too much California, but uh, no, I mean, I, I think I, they're they're a great go to punchline. Yeah, they're a great go to punchline. But one of my favorite jokes of another guest has Jim Hamilton been on the podcast? I don't know. It's been six years. He probably has. You've heard Jim Hamilton. I love him. He's great. What's yeah. his What's his Chili Peppers joke? Uh, my day has been like a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dude, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, easy punchline. Um, I mean, I guess, sure, I like Blood Sugar Sex Magic when it came out, but mm-hmm. I was 16. So. I dream of California. <laughs> Look, I dream of Californication, okay? <laughs> There's the jizz at yeah. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. See, that, that, what, what, is, what does that guy have to do with an A? There's nothing yeah, A. Nothing well, I guess A his like legs a, are spread a little barely, bit. No. But. They couldn't just find like a stock photo of someone in like a... Wide yeah, stance. even like a trombonist arms or something. They, they could have found yeah. some way of making that look <laughs> making the a and jazz like an a. any letter other. <laughs> how about like how about like two jazz guys like touching heads, like each leaning to one side and touching heads, and then while they're jizzing on each other, <laughs> yeah, while they're jizzing on each other, yeah. <laughs> just to make sure. Speaking of jizzing on each some... other, oh, wow, sexual harassment these days. Am I right, guys? guys it's cr- uh, two more down. I was just joking last week about. Whoa. Who's next, Garrison Keeler? That, that's insane that you made that joke. Yeah, I just couldn't think of anything less likely than that. Right, it was like the logical extreme for the opposite of this. As creepy as he is, you would just think he's like a like asexual. Right. And then know? I I texted my brother about that, and he texted me that that was just a punchline on Big Mouth on Netflix. It was also that he was like a boner killer and the opposite oh, of really? sex. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah. So well, that's the thing. It, it is the opposite of sex people, is what it is. It's it's the people who. Aren't Except Lauer, Lauer is a good-looking guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. Listen, I mean, before he lost his hair, he was a straight-up hunk. I mean, he still is a hunk. Plus, I'd still do him. Yeah, of course. I mean, not now. Before today, I would have. Well, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, I would have yeah, done him. Yeah. I'd still do him today. I don't know. Wow. Well, just like, close my that's eyes. Different and because you guys have an equal squint. power dynamic, and he's not an employee, so it's okay. <laughs> 
hey, uh, we're, yeah, both unemployed. we're both unemployed. We're both unemployed, so is, it's bad. We like to ask our guests this before we get into the stories. What, yeah. if anything, is your background in science? My background in science. I mean, listen, I'm a huge respecter of science. I respect science. I'm I'm a pretty smart guy. I I don't really have a big science background. Uh-huh. I mean, other than political science, is that is that considered a science? I that's a very good question. I went to college for no. one year, and I and I my major was political science. Oh. So. I don't know. Matt, do you consider that a science? I'd say it's one of the soft sciences. What is the definition like, you know, of soft like science Like social science and... Something that isn't testable in a, in a scientific method way? Yeah. Which is it... Because the... And I'd say things like economics probably straddles the line. Economics mm. is hard to... T- yeah. It's, uh, that's hard I love to economics, test. though. That's a great... I love social studies. I love economics. I mean, it, it straddles it's it, it, like it uses scientific principles right. to does, elucidate uses, points, and it uses you know? statistical analysis mm-hmm. and mathematics and and all and a lot of the tools of the scientific trade. But right. then, it, I don't think economics can be a hard science mm-hmm. when it's more of two a people can look at the same data and draw completely opposite conclusions. Yeah. And you can't really set up a controlled experiment. They have to all be out in the real world that's messy. Yeah. So my biggest memory of science is probably like uh, sophomore year of high school. We had to find 30 leaves okay. from the 30 different trees that were in the tiny Illinois town that I grew up in. And, uh, and then the, I just have a very good memory of like walking around town trying to find the 30 leaves. And then you'd get the ocarina that would summon the whirlwind that transports you <laughs> to... The next level. I'm a big fan of science fiction too. I must say. So I mean, it, anything that's and NASA. I'm three cheers for NASA. Oh, should, exactly. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, there is a NASA competitor right now that oh has oh well, yes I know yeah yeah he's more than like there's two stories this week that multiple listeners sent in. You probably if you're if you're regular listeners, you probably already have an idea as to at least one, if not both of them. Mm. Uh the first is a man who wanted to launch himself. <laughs> oh this guy <laughs> Have you have you found Are you the talking about mad Mike Hughes? <laughs> yeah, or, or Mike to his friends. Yeah, the I mean, aptly named Mad himself, Mike. It's sort of like Weird Al. It's like, I don't know if you can call yourself weird or mad. Hey, by the way, I don't want I don't want to go crazy on this, but Weird Al is like really pissed off that all these newspapers when Al Franken when that the story no. broke, like Al everybody said hey Weird Al and like Al is like <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic is like suing these papers because he's copyrighted Weird Al and listen I love Weird Al but like that at that <laughs> level of of being famous for 40 years it's like okay they're just saying Weird Al. It's nobody's associating with you. But, I, I mean, love you, Weird Al. But I get a Christmas card from you every year in my email inbox. But oh, still. really? I got to sign up. For I that. do, and it's Is amazing. It too late to get this year's. You think if I sign up? Uh, oh, well, I can forward it to you. Okay. It's, it's it not that big a deal. <laughs> but I will tell you that I, doesn't that seem a li- it seems a little bit like don't worry because he was really he was really legitimately pissed. Well, about I can it. see he's probably not trying to get money out of this. He's probably just trying to stop just, people he, from doing yes, it because, because I think people he, he assumes people associate with his name. If you say it enough. Yeah, it's going to be the thing that because what did did Trump start doing it? Is that no, 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 no. It's just because it's just be, it's the obvious go to. Hey, the word yeah, Al. He yeah, did something weird. Yeah, let's say yeah. weird Al. I mean, but nobody's associating with him. But he's yeah. really angry about it. I'm like, he's got his brand. I'm like weird. Don't worry about yeah. it, bro. I call him weird. I call him W. Um, <laughs> George Bush tried to. Get he's me about stop, he's about to get a star on the Walk of Fame. Oh yeah, well deserved. He's the uh, class of 2017. Lin Manuel Miranda, right? Yeah, together at last. (laughs) Hey, they should make. Listen, I love Lin Manuel, but 
weird Al should get it. Come on, Spam- they should at least Hamilton? put a year. Come on, can we get a parody of Hamilton? <laughs> it's all all white. What Hamilton? But everybody is white. Oh, that's great. Or Spam that, Spamilton. That it's, already it's, it's all is Hawaiian. Spamilton. Someone's already no. done. Oh yeah, I saw is a bill- Spamalot Hamilton. I mashup? saw a billboard for it, and it's already like the the parody version of Hamilton wow. at some fringe theater in Hollywood. Of course, there is. God, awful. Um, okay, so yeah. anyhow, Mad Mike Hughes. Yes. Well, we were talking about this the other day. I hadn't realized. I think it was you who told me. So this guy, Mike Hughes, wants to raise money to launch himself into, an, into I guess, low orbit. I don't, know, what he I don't know how high he's planning right. to get, but he's got a man-made rocket. Sounds or like he's a, pretty high already. <laughs> an, uh, an amateur-made rocket. He's a 61-year-old limo driver, and he spent the last few years building a steam-powered rocket out of salvaged parts. His project has cost him 20 grand. Which includes uh, rust oleum paint to fancy it up, and a motorhome he bought on Craigslist that he converted into a ramp. And his plan is to launch himself to prove that the Earth is flat. But was it you? I think it was you who told me that the proving the Earth is flat was a very recent addition to the Mike uh, Mike Hughes oeuvre. Oh, uh, I don't think we were talking about this. Has he also proven other things that are no? He's true? he's launched himself before and injured himself in the process, and this is a bigger rocket. Okay, but it sounds. How far did he go before? I'm not sure. I'll have to find a different story. But did it he... sounds very much like he's attached himself. Like he's attached himself to the flat, the flat Earth people because yeah. he suddenly realized there's a good source of income. Yeah, yeah. There's a good source of NBA players. Like NBA players have a lot of money. A lot so. of there's a lot of people who are willing to throw. You know, there's a lot of people in the flat Earth world now who are willing to couple of dollars each, and that's your rocket. Done. That makes me feel much better about Mike Hughes. At least, at least he's being crass and trying to solicit the support of these morons. Yeah, you know, like, the like sort of, oh, I want to prove the Earth is flat. You know, like the sort of snake oil guy who goes yeah. from town to town and goes, "All right, he's a Baptist now." <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's now. basically Trump. He's basically a miniature version of Trump. Oh yeah, yeah. Trump's a Trump, Trump's a great example because Trump. Trump apparently uh, loves the Bible now. Right, yes. Can't get enough Bible. <laughs> Listen, he gave he, himself a nickname, he the like, Donald. Yeah, right? he, I mean, he likes go. Uh, like yeah, go. perfect. Um, he's, uh, he's launched himself uh, into orbit <laughs> to prove the Earth is flat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even think about that similarity, but that's like the most striking now that I think yeah, about it. Yeah, when you look at it like that, that, that is Trump exactly. Himself. <laughs> we really should have started yeah. that. <laughs> In a uh, rocket he made himself. But this guy... Okay, so you think he doesn't actually believe it? Does do you think anybody actually believes in flat earthery? Because I've also heard totally the theory do. that that most of it is just people having fun trying to come up with these like ad hoc. For every point, they'll have a convoluted thing they've come up with. I think we're entering a like phase a, of human civilization where the the uh, conspiracy theory is going to become even more prevalent, and like the oh, yeah, science is yeah, going to reduce. Yeah, but there will be speed. limits to what those. There will be, be, but like even, even my kids, like my kids are nine and ten, and they really believe a lot of the shit they like. These they they, they watch these YouTube videos that present oh, these God. these cases, oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. and like that's what they see, and it's presented in a funny way and a cool way, and they like, oh yeah, they believe it. Like it's like oh yeah, yeah, nine eleven was definitely caused by right, right, George right. Bush, everything from that to like. The world's flat. Like they would watch yeah. a yeah. video, and, and those kids true. were, those kids are younger than nine eleven as well. Yeah, like yeah. they that sort of event that oh, predates their life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I, I just really definitely think that like there's people there's, uh, as we get more advanced as a culture and more scientific, there's going to be and with, with the internet age, we're gonna we're gonna like deal with people like believing these ridiculous things. It's I mean it's yeah. replacing yeah. religion is what it's doing. It, it religion is receding and and those kind of ridiculous beliefs are becoming 
acceptable. And we've talked about this as well, the sort of the democratization of information, which in many ways is a good thing, but... It's that a democratization also of stupidity as well. Yeah, it does. You know, on, on the one hand, we again, we've discussed this before, but on the one hand, it's a good thing that less mainstream viewpoints and opinions and people can break through, but there was a certain amount of fact-checking and rigor and responsibility that the major organizations have. Right. And yes, it does mean that sort of the status quo gets pushed through and some big stories get missed, but it also means that bullshit generally doesn't survive. Right. And now it can find a home. In answer to your original question, I think the one of the at least one of the people who was historically behind the Flat Earth thing, I remember reading about him years yeah. ago. This is someone who, who died many years ago now. And I think he really was just a contrarian right, right. who enjoyed the logical exercise. He enjoyed going into debate. Yeah, it's fun. It's funny. Yeah, and, and wildly out over-prepared compared to the opponents who would just go in this thing going, this just fucking proud. idiot. Of course I'm going to slam him. And so then it was he an has, intellectual exercise for yeah, him. Yeah, and, he, and, he, and, and a game, and he enjoyed... It was trolling. It was, it was right. an early... Vol- <laughs> trolling, it, yes. It was trolling before the internet, and it was... He, and he had all these great answers worked out that were tricky to refute quickly. Yeah. And because he already knew the questions that were going to be thrown at, they didn't know the answers. And it was a fun game. And he di- and he toured with it. And he probably also made money with it. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the origins of it were exactly that. They were a, a, a fraud. Yeah. But now I can... 100% guarantee that there are a large number of people because I've got I've got friends who are conspiracy theorists and once you there's like a tipping point and it's happened to a couple of people I know where once you get like a certain number of conspiracies that you start to believe suddenly you just go over the edge and then it's <laughs> yes. just a spiral and then yes. suddenly it's just everything it's <laughs> like, over yeah, yeah nothing's your bra- real nothing's real yeah like it, it's happened to a, well, at least two friends of mine who are comedians good comedians and smart people mm-hmm. but just went can we have names I don't think it's fair but like it's <laughs> too far down the uh, what's like the alternative Wikipedia called yeah <laughs> like the non-real oh there's a key but there's Conservapedia as one of them but there's one that oh, I can't there's Wikipedia. that's all Star oh, Wars okay. <laughs> Conservapedia is a treat I'm sorry that I know like about the that sort of religious Christian right yeah, version yeah, of it check that out um but uh, yeah, he just, you know, it just tipped over from like, it started with just interest in left-wing politics and again, like well-researched left-wing politics like Chomsky and then, Chemtrails. and then, yeah, then it sort of became like the New World Order and then it became like, moo, the moon landings are fake and right. it's all the Jews. Like yeah. it just sort of tips over, it, it always ends up in the Jews. And like, there's, a, just, there's yeah. enough there to work, to to make it, I mean, there's enough there, whether it's true or not, there's enough out there to make it seem legitimate. I mean, it really is. That is. Kind of like, it's like Godwin's Law, but it goes the opposite direction. Like yeah. any internet fight inevitably, as as time goes to infinity, ends up with ends Hitler, up, Hitler and every conspiracy, every conspiracy theory ends up with the Jews. Ends yeah. up with the Jews, yeah. Um, I'm just glad to hear that Mad, at least Mad Mike Hughes probably isn't crazy. Like at least he's being cynical. He's cynical, not no, crazy. You see, he's mad like he's angry. He's not that. that yeah, that, he's okay. not that mad. He's not that mad insane. I mean, I'd he's say just, he's as mad as as mad Yankovic Max? is weird. Okay, because right, right. <laughs> Al isn't that weird. Let's face no. it. I mean, he has he he wears yeah, guy, loud clothing. He's and, idiosyncratic at best. The guy who has weird in his name is the least likely to be outed in this wave of <laughs> right. Right. Okay, so Mad Mike Hughes, uh, he was going to do this. As of two weeks ago, I believe, it was still his plan to do this. And uh, uh, bad news, guys, he's canceled his rocket launch. Yeah. Um, Not having the required federal permits plus mechanical problems with his motorhome slash rocket launcher forced 
Mad Mike Hughes to put his experiment on hold. Um, so well, we're uh, rooting for you, Mad Mike. Of course, yeah. Um, Matt, did you say that there is... Is there any video of the last thing you tried to do? Because I do want to see that. At I least. don't know, but... Why would you not film that? You uh, keep on doing you, though, Mad Mike. I really want to see where this where this leads. I also uh, I went to a talk this weekend that John Glazer did back in Michigan. It was back for Thanksgiving, and he's from there. He did a talk at the public library. You know, wow, John, a talk at a public... That's amazing. His stepdad was a librarian there for wow. a long time. So, um, and he talked about... What, what, let me ask, what city is this? Ann Arbor. Oh, wow, Michigan. okay. Uh, the, the show John Glazer loves gear. On yes, I love it. Did you see the one where they invent the fry warmer? I don't think I saw. I think I saw the first three, but the episode devolves into a, a need to keep French fries warm via delivery. So yeah. he makes this device that he decides to test it by sending it into space, and that'll be the true test of whether. And they got a guy in England who will send things up uh, into technically space on a weather balloon. And wow! Like, it'll go with a GoPro. So he showed us the uncut footage of this thing going up to like. 60,000 feet, something insane where you can see the curvature of the earth. And wow. then he said that one of the crazy things is I got the footage back. One of the cameramen on his shoot was actually a flat earth. Oh my God. And they had wow. to look at this picture from space where, but I'm sure he just like explained it away. Well, like, it's, oh, it's, it's a fish kind of eye flat. lens. It's kind of flat. Yeah. It's a fish yeah. eye lens. There's a, there's a refraction <laughs> effect once you get right. a certain height yeah. up and it's just, yeah. Have you ever watched VR porn without VR? It's like you can see like this sort of uh, <laughs> curvature effect. So yeah. Uh, okay. There is video of his first attempt in 2014. Oh, excellent. Where he, he ended up in a walker for a week. Oh. Um, so here, here is the video. I'll, I'll try and describe it as it goes along. Mad um, Mike. Well, he, he, I mean, listen, he's doing this. <laughs> it's pretty impressive that he would put himself in this level of... Is it actually... I also have to assume it's not an actual rocket. It's some other means of propulsion. I think it's hydraulic. Okay. Well, I guess it's so, a rocket. It certainly looks like... What you're seeing right now is some really impressive visual effects. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's, there's what looks like a big... Um, sort of roller coaster. It's like a roller coaster that Shoot. has no end. <laughs> Up part, but no down on the roller coaster. Okay, 400 PSI, so it's, it's, it's air pressure. Yeah, yeah. His spacesuit is littered with uh, brand names that probably are not sponsoring him. Wow, yeah, so it okay. takes off, it really gets wow. some height. That's, and, that's, then a, and then a parachute deploys. That's a lot more impressive than I thought it was going to be. And then it finishes with him being dragged out of this. He could very easily not have done this, though. This could be all set up. Either way, I like it. Either I way, like they him. shot something. Yeah, he could have. He could, you're, you're absolutely right. He could very easily have not been in the rocket. And then because there is a cut. Yeah, there's a hard edit. As where, it would be. Where now who's see, the conspiracy theorist? It would just it would be just like CNN's fake news to like put a fake right? cut in there. But uh. Yeah, there is a very suspicious cut. It shows the rocket going up, and then the next thing it does is cut to it's on the ground and him being pulled out. Him being like pulled out like Lazarus from the grave He's or something. He's doing a good impression of someone who's just had his back, <laughs> had his back broken. For what it's, oh. it's not real. Yeah. It's a good, it's a reasonable. Okay, so that is one piece no of- No offense, Mad Mike. One well, piece of bullshit, not bullshit, but one piece of- uh, Science related to somebody who believes bullshit that didn't happen this week. Second piece of bullshit. <laughs> I think this might be the most emailed in story uh, ever. At least, at least which, four people. By the way, be, oh, more than that, I counted them oh, coming really? in. Yeah, there were lots oh, of. There tweets. were emails, there were tweets, there were, yeah, there were Facebook messages. Um, all of which about. There is not a fucking head transplant. There is no one is successfully doing a head transplant. The guy is a fraud. What country did this allegedly happen in? Oh, he's Italian, Sergio yeah. Cannavaro, but he's going to do it in China it, because that's the only place that'll let him. It's utter bullshit. 
um, he's made a new claim, and um, is this a guy who has a history of? He, okay, he he keeps talking about how he they can reconnect like blood vessels and things that are trivial that we've always been able to do. The thing is the spinal column, right? That's the reason that people who get in accidents are paralyzed because right. we can't repair. His <laughs> argument has always been, well, that's because when you break your back or your neck, you do it, you know, it's a, it's an ugly break. It's not clean. We're going to do it super clean. And then they have this special glue and I'll just put the two parts together and they'll just magically find each other. And I think there is some logic to, I always thought you had to like get the, not always originally thought that you had to get each nerve to line up with the original one. But if you can just get all the nerves to connect to some nerve, the brain will relearn where it's all supposed to go. Mm-hmm. But no one can do that. And yeah. he said that he has, he'll slice super cleanly and then he has some glue. And and then he's done tests where he's done everything but that on cadavers. That's the most recent thing, right? He did. Yeah, so a lot of people, he's made a new claim and it managed to, like every other previous claim, it manages to hit the press. Um, and Dean Burnett in The Guardian, who um, he's a neuroscientist and a popular science writer, and he's uh, he's great, by the way. He's he writes a lot of great articles. He's the sort of go-to Guardian neuroscientist, often debunking bullshit stories or writing what's really going on behind a lot of these pop science stories that end up going viral undeservedly. And he's he said um, he wrote this great article. We'll link to the whole article, but a couple of highlights. Um, how are we defining successful here? Canavera's definition appears to be extremely generous at best. For instance, he recently claimed to have successfully performed a head transplant on a monkey. But did he? While the monkey head did apparently survive the procedure, it never regained consciousness. It was only kept alive for 20 hours for ethical reasons, and no attempt was made at connecting the spinal cord. So even if the monkey monkey had survived long-term, it would have been paralyzed for life. So it was a successful procedure if you consider paralysis, lack of consciousness, and a lifespan of less than a day as indicators of success. Uh, There was also his successful rat head transplant, which involved grafting a severed rat head onto a different rat, a living one that still had its head. Exactly how this counts as a transplant is anyone's guess. They they did that almost 100 years ago. You can find black and white footage of... uh someone they did that with they did that with dogs they cut off a dog's head yeah. and then put it on the back of a dog who already had his own head and that head stayed alive because they can supply blood to its brain but that brain isn't connected to anything so that dog is just living a miserable life where it's just a head yeah. being kept alive on the back of a dog it's like a horror movie exactly and he, he said and then he says this recent successful human head transplant it was on corpses Call me a f- perfectionist if you must, but I, genu- <laughs> I genuinely think that any successful procedure where the patients or subjects die before it even starts is really stretching the definition of success to breaking point. Maybe the procedure did make a good show of attaching the nerves and blood vessels on the broad scale, but he so what? Attaching in quotes. Yeah. It can't, I mean, it, 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 maybe, it's, maybe it is useful for moving forward, the science of this movement. I mean, you know, some, at some point they will be able to do this. I mean, it might be in 100 years or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. but well, he says that doctors have in recent years reattached a severely damaged spinal cord in a young child, but the key word is damaged, not completely severed. There's still enough connection to work with to repair and reinforce, and this is with a young child with a still-developing nervous system better able to compensate. Even taking all this into account and the advanced state of modern medicine, the successful procedure was considered borderline miraculous. Um, yeah, so he, he basically describes... He also... Um, I love this, and it's worth remembering for future things... Um, and he he coined it before in a Wired article about Canavera's previous claims. Uh, and he, I'm quoting now, to, to the extent where I'm considering trademarking it as Burnett's, lo- Burnett's Law, 
Simply put, if someone's making a grand scientific claim but hasn't provided robust evidence for them, yet they have done a TED Talk, alarm bells should be ringing. <laughs> I think that's a great, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a great note in general. If they've done a TED Talk before publishing a scientific paper... yeah to that effect then they're probably and that's more about the uh you know the ted talks integrity of their speakers i see yeah so let's also remember that at least one of i'm looking up his ted talks i think he did two one of them is tedx tedx is the uh is the old navy to the banner public that is oh really i I don't know about that that. it's uh it's just like i think it's a thing that people pay a licensing fee to TED to call their thing TEDx. Wow. And TED as an organization isn't involved at all in the vetting. TEDx is the one that people have have, uh, pranked and had people give complete bullshit. Yeah, it's definitely easier to get into a TEDx talk than it is. So you say one of his is TEDx or both of them are? I found one that's TEDx. Let me see if this other one is actually TED. Even if it's TED, it doesn't mean that he's not full of shit. Um, Let's see what the background says they're, they're TEDx they're all, they're all TEDx okay See, there so you go okay an extra level it's it's basically you're buying you're buying a level of uh, <laughs> credibility it, uh, to, to idiots more, who don't do enough research or it's yeah. like Epiphone to Gibson or it's like you know right. Mexican versus American made Telecaster or something mm-hmm. like yes those are both Telecasters but uh, I will yeah. Really, it, yeah. so yeah I think Dr. Dr. Canavero is a substantially better showman and writer of press releases than he is scientist <laughs> but i don't i don't get how he i mean do you think he believes he can do it i yeah i th- i think i think he's just sort of fudging the level you i think, think i'm sure he find put, a reason to back out he, before anything actually i don't happens. know because well, the thing is he keeps doing marginally incremental things and every time declaring them as a successful head transplant so basically he, well, he's, he's marketing himself. He's he's saying I'm doing something, and he's selling it as something far more than it is to get attention. But yeah, and if you just keep doing incremental things and never the final thing, then you'll still be, you'll still have us talking about you. I guess we're we're part of the problem. Yes. We're talking about it, but <laughs> it does excite me to think that it could be. I, you're right, Eli. I think this isn't crazy to think could Not happen in a hundred years. Anything can happen in a hundred years, right? and maybe it's going to be more about like stem cell advances that would. You know, well, think about. I'm I'm not a science guy, but think about like like micro robots who could just go in like thousands, millions of them, and reattach the nerves. Like just instinctively know where to reattach the nerves. I mean, that's that's not something. I mean, even as someone who's not scientifically knowledgeable, that's not something that's crazy to say. Fifty years from now, could happen or or less. Yeah, but but we're nowhere near that. Obviously, he's not saying that. He's just saying he has a sharp knife and a good. He's he's using like yesterday's technology to do the best you can today. Yeah, my my, you're right in that. This is not a thing that I think is beyond the eventual reaches of science, but it's definitely well beyond the reaches of current science. It's, and, and it's definitely beyond the reaches of this guy. Yeah, yeah this yeah. guy is full of shit. I have no qualms about saying that. He'll probably, he'll probably be our next president. Let's be honest. Jesus. I, today, uh, I, I guess I'm putting this up soon. So we, the fucking retweeting a snuff film? What? How is that not enough to get kicked out of the White House? I There's nothing. See There's what, nothing. He just retweeted a bunch of like right wing uh, propaganda videos. Like I know he Muslims. retweeted stuff from Britain first. I know he did that. Yeah, one of them is uh, one of them is actual snuff films. I mean, it's someone being pushed off a building. They're saying like these. It's 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 just crazy. It's even crazier. It's not worth talking about. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's. I'd rather just make fun of Eric and Don Jr. And right. Not even, not even pay attention to him. <laughs> 
Baron's lucky he's young. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel, I have a good feeling about that kid in a way. I don't know why. I just, I, I kind of feel like Melania is not the worst person. Oh. I, I don't feel like any of the wives are the ba- are bad people. Uh, that's the thing. Like, she thought th- she was buying into like an agreement where she'd have a cushy existence. Yeah. And, just, and now she's like, whoops. Oh, it was. Now she's like, shit, I have to be the first lady. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Actually, I haven't even kept up with, like, has she even made any appearances in the last year? She's totally just gone. Right? She just stays out of the limelight. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, there's let's a, good, there's a conspiracy this. I can get behind. Have you seen the fake Melania? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, how great would that be if that was true, right? I mean, it's, it is one of those ones. I don't think it is true, but God damn, I want it to be. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever tarnishes him in any way, I'm 100% behind. You know what is true? This is a real quick one. Real quick hit from, uh, from listener Chris Fuller. Um, we, we talked at length last year, two years ago, about Bodie McBoatface and, and the, the frustration that was the naming of that ship, the David Attenborough, the, the Richard Attenborough, whichever one is... It became the... Not the Jurassic Park one, but the... They put out the vote to people, like, what do you want to name yeah. this ship? And Bodie McBoatface won. The people spoke. Overwhelmingly. Right. And they were like, this is what happens when was, you give democracy. <laughs> this is what happens when you give a voice to the people. It's the opposite of what should have happened in the U.S. Or no, it is what happened in the U.S. Yes. It, Bodie McBoatface is Donald is, Trump. It's the same r- thing. No, Bodie McBoatface is Hillary Clinton. Well, that's the people, true. In the, in, if, if you're going by numbers, yes, the Bodie people Mc... chose yes. Hillary the Electoral Trump. College of the Bodie McBoatface world said, "No, no, no, we're going to go with right. the Attenborough." Uh, however, however, um, we, I think we talked about Sweden had Trainy McTrainface, and now Australia is set to have its very own Ferry McFerryface. That's the official name of the last ferry in a new fleet of NSW uh, New South Wales. Yeah, of course. Uh, vessels after Sydney ciders. Is that really what they call themselves? There's no way. Yeah, someone from Sydney is a Sydney cider. Okay. We're encouraged to vote through the Name Your Ferry competition. Um, however, Ferry McFerry Face was actually the name with the second highest number of votes, with the most popular being Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> See when it's the top, when you have the top two, yeah. it's kind of undeniable. Wait, but then it says which is the name of a British research. So there was one that ended up being okay. So I forgot how the boat works. ended up being called the uh, David Attenborough. Okay, but and, and who is David Attenborough, by the way? David Attenborough is the guy from the voice from BBC wildlife documentaries okay. that everyone does when they're doing an impression of a BBC wildlife okay. documentary. Yes, okay. He's the guy Brother of Richard or not? What's that? Brother of wait, which one is it again? Is he any relation to Richard? I thought they were brothers. They might be. What um, you look it up while I carry on talking. Yeah, sure. um, yeah, he is. He is the brother of Richard. Sure. Wow. So, um, yeah, he's the guy who went to my college, by the way, and he oh. he is humble brag. Yeah, uh, as in not just university, but the no, college. Straight up brag. The... There's no humility there. <laughs> but, you mean um, like your university or the college? No, the college your... within. Oh, okay. But. Um, yeah, he's the he is like the sort of the voice and face of all British nature documentaries yeah. forever. He's like Planet Earth, Planet Earth Two, which are ama- it's all amazing. They're it's all amazing. amazing. Yeah. They're all him and his team are fantastic. And yeah, he, he deserves to have all sorts of things in the scientific world named after yes. him, and, and probably a lot of strains of pot. Because really, that's what the, yeah. all those have served. I'm sure, to. there's a lot of. I'm sure he has a lot of stars. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of spiders and orchids and all sorts. Yeah. Hey man, here's some sour Attenborough. Yeah. Um, so the main boat was named David Attenborough, but I think yeah. there was like an unmanned submersible that was attached to that boat uh, okay. that got named Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> like, more nod. like a dinghy McDingy face sort of thing. Yeah. Like a sub boat. Sub- Unmanned, submersible, yeah. mc unsat. 
Right. But, I can't want to even try it. Now there is a Fairy McFairy face. So Good. That's, that's, that's great. For the Good people. for the Australians. Nice work, Sydney Ciders and NSWs. Sydney Ciders, eh? Hey. Australian for beer. It's like they, they talk like this. People have an idea of me Australian accent. <laughs> hey, that's it. good. They love it. It's great. That's really they good, They always Andy. write in. They say yep. it's not offensive and it's really accurate. Everyone, everyone <laughs> at home is going to be also so, thinking that's just as good. That's so great. really great. <laughs> Works for me as a uh, dumb American who's never been to Australia. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Nor have I. We have a promise of a shelf of death. We have to go. Yeah, that's we, we got to get out of there. Let's um, let's do some real stories. Okay, I well, think this those is were real, but okay. Uh, you know what? This is one I just found, and I think it seems appropriate in the current climate because it's about hardworking women not getting their dues. Uh, Did you say not getting their juice? <laughs> getting their du? Okay. Yes. I thought you were becoming a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Tell you what, it all ends up. <laughs> Every woman ends up with a juice. You trust me. You look at it. When I was in high school, I worked at a frozen yogurt time. shop, and this guy, this guy in his forties, would always come in every night and like order like a vanilla yogurt with Reese's peanut butter cups on top, and then like and just hang out and got to, got to know him pretty well, yeah. you know. And all of a sudden, he comes in. Have you ever read this? It's the uh, the Elders of Zion. <laughs> it's like okay, bye. That's, yeah, I love when someone hides that stuff until... Well, well, also, I think there was a thing where he was like, your name's Eli, are you, uh, what's oh. your background? I was like, well, I'm Catholic. Uh, you're, you're Catholic? You're born Catholic? Uh, yeah, I just, you know, what's your background? Uh, you know, Irish, Scottish, I guess, I don't know. Just, my parents were really religious, you know. Okay, well, how, what do you think of this? <laughs> Jeez, go away. Yeah, I, I don't even know how to respond. I think I would just, like... Uh, uncomfortably laugh or something right. I don't know how you uh, you're supposed to make a big stick he kept he, he, he tipped well though that's the thing oh, okay they always do yep. they always do they always do to unlike the no, no. alright uh, <laughs> hidden history of prehistoric women's work revealed uh, grinding grain for hours a day gave prehistoric women stronger arms than today's elite female rowers I could use a HJ from one of them I'll tell you what <laughs> Yeah. I'm sick of these women today with their little weak wacka, 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 wacka. It's like, hey, I'm trying to come here, bitch. Let's start a fire. <laughs> You're listening to Probably Red Pill with me. Yeah, yeah. This is our most problematic episode. Uh, Eli, are you are you gonna be outed soon? <laughs> Listen, I'm not important enough to be outed. Okay, okay. It's, uh, it's ironic. It's ironic, okay. Are are any of the whack packers is the whack pack still a thing on, on Stern? Oh, the whack pack is absolutely a thing on Stern. And none of them have been outed as anything. Well, I think they're all terrible people, but I don't think, I don't think anybody really cares because we all know where they stand, you know? Um, so, grinding grain for hours a day gave them stronger arms than today's elite female rows. The discovery points to a hidden history of grueling manual labor performed by women over millennia, say University of Cambridge researchers. The physical demands on prehistoric women may have been underestimated in the past. Uh, the study shows. In fact, women's work was a crucial driver of early farming economies. This is the first study to actually compare female prehistoric bones to those of living women, says lead research Dr. Alison McIntosh. By interpreting women's bones in a female-specific context, we can start to see how intensive, variable, and laborious those behaviors were, hinting at a hidden history of women's work over thousands of years. The researchers use a CT scanner to analyze the arm, uh, which is the humerus, and the leg, which is the tibia bones, of modern women, from runners, rowers, and footballers, to those with more uh, sedentary lifestyles. Are they saying that these prehistoric women had stronger 
were stronger yeah. than modern women, or uh, stronger than they modern compare them elite to... athletes? Not wow. just not just stronger than modern women. So the rowers in this group belong to the women's boat club at Cambridge, who won last year's boat wow. race. That's amazing. Uh, these elite modern athletes clocked up more than a hundred kilometers a week on the river. And rowers are pretty much like the most among the most athletic. Yeah, rowing top is elite. about as hard, yeah. like as intensive, because it is just it's all muscle and endurance. Yeah. Um, the, it's. The bone strength of athletes were compa- compared to those of women from early Neolithic agricultural eras through to farming communities in the Middle Ages. The Neolithic women analyzed in the study, living around 7,000 years ago, had similar leg bone strength to living women, but their arm bones were 11 to 16% stronger for their size than the rowers. The arms of Bronze Age women were, were stronger still. Scientists think that the prehistoric women may have used stones to grind grains such as spelt and wheat into flour which would have loaded women's arm bones in a similar way to the back-and-forth motion of rowing. In the days before the invention of the plough, farming would have involved planting, tilling, and harvesting all crops by hand, and women likely carried out many of these tasks. What's interesting to me, interesting to me is that I didn't really realize that like manual labor improved, like affected bone structure. Like I always just thought it was like, oh, you have your muscles. Mus- but- right, right. We talked about this on... Uh, it was a space episode. Maybe it was with... Mary Roach, who wrote Packing for Mars, or no, it was uh, basically, uh, yeah, bones bones react to stresses that don't break them by becoming more strong in the direction that they're being stressed, kind of. Well, like, that's why my dick's so hard, hey! <laughs> uh, like, theoretically, you, you, could, you could prevent... Like the reason old people fall and break their hips is hip bones. Like you've been compressing, which is so funny, by the way. <laughs> the best never gets old. Uh, you've been compressing your hip. Um, in the vertical direction your entire life, but you never have any stresses compressing it um, horizontally. So theoretically, if you like laid on your side on the ground, like lifted your hip off the ground a few inches and then just dropped it on the ground over and over again, that hip, your hip would get strengthened uh, compression-wise. Remember talking about that? that yeah. I forgot what episode we talked about that, but I never knew that, yeah, bones respond to if you're kind of compressing them over and over or impacting them in a, in a certain dimension, yeah. they'll get stronger in that dimension. It's also amazing they that they can, they can actually study bones that old and make this assessment, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so it says, in the days before the invention of the plow, farming would have involved planting, tilling, and harvesting all crops by hand. And women likely carried out many of these tasks. They also would have likely been fetching food and water for domestic livestock, processing milk and meat, and converting hides and wools into textile. Um... The study, published in the journal Science Advances, suggests women's labor was the key to the rise of agriculture. Hmm. Dr. Jay Stock, senior author on the study and head of the ADAPT project, added, Our findings suggest that for thousands of years, the rigorous manual labor of women was a crucial driver of early farming economies. The research demonstrates what we can learn about the human past through better understanding of human variation today. This would make for the greatest slobs versus snobs regatta of all time. Like, get a bunch of like Oxford ladies and just cave women yeah. in uh, one shoulder. If, if they ever invent time travel, that is the first yeah. thing we're doing. <laughs> slobs versus snobs. We're getting some prehistoric lady, farm bitches and yeah. bringing them here. I mean, they will be terrified of the starter pistol, but once they get over it. <laughs> the coxswain can only yell out, ugh. <laughs> you know what? Yes, after this, you know, I'm just realizing maybe science isn't just a bunch of bullshit waste of time after all you know maybe it's worth something dude that's why we're here because <laughs> matt just turned his chair around backwards yeah <laughs> and his baseball cap too because <laughs> like rap. isaac newton was kind of like tupac <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i can get it now 
I can dig that. I guess the rap guys don't say I can dig that. <laughs> the rap guys? Yo, I feel you, bro. <laughs> you know, instead of a microphone, he had a microscope. Oh, Word. Hey. You're speaking my language. Yeah. All right. All right. See, now, you, you, why aren't you guys not doing those, like, commercial, <laughs> yeah. like, little things for classrooms, like, to turn you know. kids on? The more oh, you know, yeah, yeah. PSAs. I think the people who do those are always are uh, serving community service for drug violations. <laughs> yeah. That's why they have to. And instead of being shot in a gang dispute he slowly waned over a period of years possibly because of mercury poison <laughs> he aged the normally doesn't roll off the tongue as well yeah. but, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but he, he also achieved most of his stuff when he was young like he was really peaked by in his early to mid 20s and they did keep like releasing remixes of his work for the yes. last few centuries you could argue right instead no, of dropping no. rhymes he did TEDx talks yeah but not <laughs> no, because TED. he was TED no, talks oh yeah TED talks not a TEDx yeah I mean you know well, it took him a while to get in the door. He did a few TEDx's just to... By the uh, way, I hope we don't make enemies with the TEDx people now, because you don't want to fucking cross those No, guys. or the FedEx people. Listen, right? Yeah. <laughs> Any of the X's. Yeah. Triple X. That, you don't fuck with that guy either. Ted Triple X. That's, <laughs> I want to hear a Ted Triple X talk. <laughs> is it Vin Diesel or is it just hardcore porn? <laughs> it's hardcore porn. Oh, okay, I was picturing... <laughs> hardcore porn featuring Ted, the lovable movie <laughs> the, the, bear. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. It can't be any worse than that... Live action Star Trek ripoff Seth MacFarlane did. Is that it's really bad? It's really bad. I, I, I love Seth MacFarlane. You know, I have horrible. some friends on Facebook who who love it. Mm, no, I, they don't. Really? Okay. They're trying to get hired on Family Guy. Okay, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched no. it yet. Maybe maybe they love it. I don't know. It just occurred to me. Did they only make the movie Ted? Did someone hear someone talk about Ted talks <laughs> and think they were pitching a movie? <laughs> Ted, Ted talks. talks. <laughs> That's it. Can I be in it? Are you doing that on stage? That's a good <laughs> Mark joke. Mark Wahlberg hears it in the That's room. He's like, joke. you guys, I just heard someone say this thing, but I don't know if they've copyrighted it yet, so Ted I can't do Mark talks. Wahlberg. I can't do it. He's like, Ted, but he talks. Tell your mother, what is this line from Saturday Night Live? Tell mother for me. Hey, hey, you know what is safer than you might think in a triple X environment? Uh, oh, 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 fucking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking, and specifically fucking and heart health. Thanks, Paul Steenbeck, for sending in this story. Apparently, sex rarely causes hearts to stop, says research, despite what TV and movies might suggest. Yeah, so many people that, die yeah, while having yeah. sex, you know, especially like rich guys. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a cheap plot point, but I guess mm -hmm. I kind of believed it because reading this article made me like, oh, that's, that's cool. When you get older, you don't have to assume that there's a time when you can't do it anymore or you'll, or you'll die. Yeah. So sudden cardiac arrest is a short circuit that occurs in the heart's electrical system, causing it to stop beating suddenly. On average in the US, only 10% or less actually survive a cardiac arrest. Wow, I didn't realize it was that fatal. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, Wait, so is a cardiac arrest ever from a, a heart attack? Because you hear about people having heart attacks and living all the time. So I think those are all the same yes. thing, and I think they're actually called uh, MIs. Hang on, like I, Mission Impossible. I could be wrong. Myocardial but infarctions. I, I believe. think a cardiac arrest is a subset of heart attacks. Okay, I could be wrong. But you hear sudden, about a lot of people having heart attacks, and specifically. Like, oh, I didn't realize I had arrest. a heart attack, and then I went to the hospital and was like, "Oh, you had a heart attack," you know? Okay, myocardial infarction, commonly known as a heart attack. Uh, occurs when blood flow decreases or stops to a part of the heart, causing damage to the heart muscle. God, an suck. MI can cause heart failure, an irregular heartbeat, cardiogenic shock, or cardiac arrest. So I guess uh, you can have a heart attack without having complete cardiac you arrest. Can have heart, heart, cardiac arrest is not a heart attack then, okay. Uh, yeah. Heart arrest is... Because uh, arrest yeah. means 
stop in the name of the law. A sudden loss of blood flow yeah. resulting from the failure of the heart to fight the people. Yeah, yeah, so this description from heart.org says a heart attack is a circulation problem and a cardiac arrest is an electrical problem. And then after the after that happens on heart.org, they play a MP3 of Barracuda? Is that what happens? Yeah, exactly or? that. Uh, a heart att- so a heart attack occurs when a blocked artery prevents the blood from reaching the, ar- the heart. If the blocked artery is not reopened quickly... The part of the heart normally nourished by that artery begins to die. The longer that person goes without treatment, the greater the damage. Symptoms of a heart attack may be immediate and intense. More often, though, the symptoms start slowly and persist for hours, days, or weeks before a heart attack. Unlike with sudden cardiac arrest, the heart does not usually stop beating during a heart attack. The heart attack symptoms in women can be different from wet men. Uh, On the other hand, a cardiac arrest, a sudden cardiac arrest, occurs suddenly and without warning, is triggered by an electrical malfunction in the heart that causes an irregular heartbeat, or arrhythmia. With its pumping action disrupted, the heart cannot pump blood into the brain's lungs and other organs. Seconds later, a person loses consciousness and has no pulse. And it's probably not necessarily related to physical activity, right? Because it's it's more of an... A- you said an electrical thing. Yeah, so de- death death can occur within minutes, or death does occur within minutes if the victim doesn't receive treatment from a sudden cardiac arrest. These two distinct heart conditions are linked. Sudden cardiac arrest can occur after the heart attack or during recovery. Heart attacks increase the risk for sudden cardiac arrest. Most heart attacks do not lead to sudden cardiac arrest, but when sudden cardiac arrest occurs, heart attack is a common cause. Other heart conditions may also disrupt the heart's rhythm and lead to sudden cardiac arrest, such as the thickened heart muscle, which is cardiomyopathy, heart failure, arrhythmias, particularly ventricular fibrillation, and long QT syndrome. Long QT syndrome? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, cutie. Uh, Hey. Uh, So, yeah, for the purposes of this study, we're talking about sudden cardiac arrest. They looked at the records of all adults who died of sudden cardiac arrest in Portland, Oregon from 2002 to 2015, most of the years that I was living there. Um, so they had and you boned a lot of old men during that time, right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Did you kill any of them? Uh, I mean, th- that's that's a good question. I was always, you don't know, I was yeah. Going so quick, I, <laughs> you I were like, know. I'm yeah. out, EG. <laughs> Your okay. medal's by the door. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever stay the night at an old man's house after fucking him? That wasn't my style, man. That's not that's not you. Nope, nope. They called me. Um, oh. This is an edit point in the podcast where I put in a clever nickname. Yes. Play on the play on the name Wood that involves fucking that's, old people. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. 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 Yep. The Wooden Run. Yep. Sure. That's the one. Uh, so yeah, in, in in Portland, Oregon, they had the forty five hundred sudden cardiac arrests during that period, and they classified all those that occurred during or within an hour of sex as related to the act itself. And there were only thirty four cases, or 07 percent of those. Thirty two were men. So. That means among men, 1% of That's because total... women just lay there, am I right, guys? Ugh, God. Ladies. Uh, <laughs> I hope we get some emails for this episode. We're the worst. Um, among men, then, 1% of the total cardiac arrest cases were triggered by sex, while for women it was 0.1%. So that's a pretty negligible yeah. number. If you I think about, about Ted Demi. He, he died during playing basketball. That, but also he was doing coke than... while he was playing basketball, so... <laughs> That's probably something. To, yeah. yeah. Is that a, is that even a performance enhancing? Drive? I don't even. I don't know. I I remember that, like they were saying, oh, Ted Demi died while playing basketball when he was only fifty years old or something. It's like and like three and then like three days later, like yeah, he was completely gacked at the time. <laughs> I may have my facts wrong, but it's okay. something like that. 
Yeah, and it was uh, it was. Don't speak. Um, no, I, I'm sorry to speak Glenn ill of the dead. The, the basketball player. Yes, that, that was a yeah. reason Coke got so uh, demonized in the '80s. Right? Which, by the way, was I was just listening to something on the way over here. That was the reason. I think I was listening to one of you guys' episodes. That was the reason Nancy Reagan yeah. started the Just Say No movement. That's uh, without bias. The thirty for thirty. Yeah. about that story. Yeah. It's crazy. And I remember you guys talking about. I was. I think Greg Barrett's episode. There's a throwback to you for your fans. A thirty for thirty. About, what was it? It was so funny. You guys were talking about doing a 30 for 30 about, oh God, I can't remember what it was, but it was oh, so funny. Oh man, oh, we are great, aren't you we? You are, it was very funny, yeah, yeah. I, I, want, I want to get in the, in the you know, probably science zone before I got here. <laughs> hey, you know who's also great? Who is that? People who've used the donation button on the Squarespace app, probablyscience.com to send us some money to help this thing keep going. Thank you so much, Kate Birch, John Waltz, Caroline Laco, John Clarici, Mark Williams, Peter Long, Destruction Lane, David Wirths, Emma Wiltons, uh, Stephen Edmonds, Keith Stadenfield, and thank you for the one-off donations from Matthew Sharp. That was very nice of you. Thank you. Just one-offs, um, though, I and mean, that's not as big a deal, right? But uh, they were bigger. They were bigger. Oh, oh okay. Uh, Jared, uh, I'm going to say Pasek or Pasek. Uh, who Jared said, I just want to stay true to my word that I will donate anytime you guys have a mariner of any sort. And Dr. Dana Staff was a delightful... Uh, listen, she certainly was. We're going to have the third base coach from Seattle next week. So oh, wow. The more, no. no. <laughs> uh, more also, Leanne Mazia and Peter Lipschey. Can I thank a few people too? Yes. yes. Uh, Lou Seaball. Okay. Hashtag blessed. Bill E.D. Williams. Uh, Chris Tinwig. Rowan Boats, Neil Down, Alan Ismorissette, Neil Squizzit, uh, Sandy A. Go Chargers, Ron Maiden, Tony Award, Emmy Award, Granny Award, and Oscar Award. Thank you guys for your generous donations. They gave a lot, all they, these guys. Some gave all. <laughs> and uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a given. And I forgot. Did you just say the last two at the end? I did. Yes, okay, I did. You. I got those two in. Thank you guys so much for donating and uh, and listening for all these six years. It'll be come January. What do you guys do with the donations? You just like, you know, there's so many. Costs you clearly don't. Associated. You clearly don't spend it on a green bag, uh, green room for the guests or uh, gift bags. I believe I made you a vodka tonic. You did. It was very, it's very delicious. Is it a good mix? It's very good. Okay. Very yeah, good. and you're gonna get a medal. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm good at sex, I will get a medal. Oh, yes. you will get you will get a copy of Go Fuck Yourself, which is the game uh, designed by one of our faithful listeners. Is it a what kind of game is it? It's a it's a card game. It's a, you know a, it's a in party the vein card of, game. Oh, I want to I want to check it out. I'm a big we'll big game give guy. You a copy. Any future guy, we have a stockpile now. Do, do you really, future. for real? You said oh, I would uh, love I would love it. I think it's a shit ton. I think you could call it a shit ton of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, you have one more to bring us out. Yeah, you have to run. I Matt's do. got a show. I do have a show, but I got a little bit of. I got a couple of minutes because the show's just around the corner. The show's it's not back in England. You're not flying back to London. Well, do we? Want do you want to, to skim to talk about what grosses out chimpanzees? I would love to, but before we do, should we also Pete Long sent in? We we got a couple oh, yeah. of. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. Um, we got a couple of mnemonics, mnemonics, uh, to help us with a couple of things. Someone did also tweet at us a champagne sizes. We have yeah. Do you, do you want to do Memory champagne sizes? Do you want to do both? Go on then. So um, the champagne one is less acceptable, should we say? Mm, okay. Is it problematic, as Andy would say, or is it just sweary? I don't have it in front of me. It's not going to trigger anyone, is it? That's what I don't I'm think champagne about. by Also, just looking through, I missed this tweet. Uh, uh, an account called Ground Control uh, has sent us. 
a tweet saying, can we send you over a bottle of our space beer to share with your guests? It's a delicious beer made with yeast that's traveled 77 miles above the Earth. What? I didn't get that either. Where, that was in the, that? That was tweeted at the Probably Science Twitter account that I somehow missed. When? I um, this Two is days ago. Listener to care about. Okay. I two will... days ago. We'll, we'll reply to that. So, yes, you absolutely can. And like, the, th- the third baseman you mentioned can, the third base coach can yeah. drink th- that. Thank sure. you, Space Beer. I'm trying to find, the space did table? you want to do the other one while I try to find the sure, champagne sure. size? So we were talking aid? about, we were talking about uh, geological um, eras and how hard it is for any of us, for me, I'll, I'll submit, for me to remember the order that they all go. Like there's so many different, like, it's not just one, there are, there are, you know, five different orders of magnitude of them. There are like, uh, I can't remember the words for the. You mean there's there's big eras, but then there's subdivisions. Subdivisions of those, right? And so last week we had um, an expert on cephalopods on, and she tried to school me on at least the subdivisions. Um, that sounds fascinating. That were uh, Paleozoic, Mesozoic, and Cenozoic, and then within Mesozoic, it was uh, Jurassic, Triassic. Crit- anyway, you're only trying to hard. you're only trying to remember them so you can. Win at trivia. Let's be oh, honest. Yeah. Oh, that, that's exactly this. what prompted yeah. this. We should mention Eli is a, a sometime participant in our bar trivia nights. Um, so yes, Peter Long wrote in to say he's um, a bit late to the party, but he has a mnemonic he used when he was studying paleobiology to help with the order of the periods and recent epochs. How do you pronounce that word? Is that how you like? It's, epochs. It yeah, sounds clumsy, but um, but epic obviously couldn't be right. Uh, I don't have a good one for remembering the actual names, though. I'm sorry, that took me an earth science degree. So his mnemonic is Camels often sit down carefully Perhaps their joints creak Possibly early oiling might prevent painful rheumatism Which corresponds to Cambrian, Ordovician <laughs> Silurian, Devonian Carboniferous, Permian, Triassic Jurassic, Cretaceous, Paleocene Eocene, Oligocene Miocene, Pliocene Pleistocene, and Recent I thought so, Recent was Holocene So wait, Jurassic is a subdivision within one of those? Triassic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous are subdivisions. No, no. Those are all ones on the same level. They, I don't think he would make one that would jump between levels. Okay. But there is... Uh, the, the thing called Mesozoic encompasses Triassic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous, I think. It is wow. one of those ones where it's almost as hard to remember as the thing it's trying to help you remember. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> right. Camels often... I mean, but then again, I could I could picture doing the, like memory palace thing where you're picturing a camel squeakily sitting down and an oil can yeah. next to its joints. And I think just memorizing that order of words is easier than memorizing the order of the names, but you have then you have to know the names. Yeah, what the, the what, thing. what yeah. letter corresponds to what? Because there's also two instances of, three instances of, of the letter C in the yeah. mnemonic. Okay, this is why I couldn't find the champagne one. Um, Are you just brushing off the No, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't find the champagne one because he sent it to our direct accounts rather than to the Property Science accounts. Oh, okay. It was uh, li- at Lyle Nike, like Neil. Lyle like Neil? L-E-I-L. Anyway. Sure. Um, so Lyle has sent us... Uh, it's not It's not the most pleasant of... He, he does preface it by saying it's, it's not a nice one. So the size list is here, and it is Michael Jackson really made small boys nervous. Okay, and that corresponds to Magnum. Uh, hang on, let me get the let me get the full list up. Oh wow, Magnum, Jeroboam, uh, Rehoboam, really? Methuselah, Salamanza. Also, sorry, Salmanaza, 
Baltazar, and Nebuchadnezzar. Th- those are sizes for champagne? They get for Magnum. Th- th- there was one at the end that's like, if you, you probably couldn't get your arms. You could maybe get your oh, arms. Oh, so Magnum's around. the smallest one of those? The Mag- oh, wow. Yeah, Magnum's bottles. the smallest. Magnum oh, wow. is just a double okay. bottle. Wow, wow, then, wow. Um, yeah, we, there's also quarter bottles, half bottles, bottle. Then Magnum is one and a half liters. Jeroboam is worth four bottles. Rehoboam is six. Methuselah is eight. Uh, Salmanazar is 12. Baltazar is 16. Nebuchadnezzar is 20. And Nebuchadnezzar is what uh, Charlie Sheen drinks. Yeah. Given a, you but know what? Seen, they, you... they often have the empty version of the... Like, you ever been to right. like a Trattoria? Like, a, like yes. a sort of one of those sort of Italian restaurants that has a load of waxy, yeah. empty <laughs> bottles and lots of right. twine and stuff. And it's, there's normally one of those massive ones in the middle of the bar. Yeah. That's a... Uh, that, that's fat and it's cool that's to see. Nebuchadnezzar. Well, have you guys ever done a thing where you... Like reach out to the listeners and say, "Come up with a better mnemonic." I mean, that seems like a kind of a cool game. Like sure. Michael Jackson really made small boys nervous. That seems like there there could be another. I mean, that's great, but like this, there could be. It is. It is like, good. Maybe a contest. Like right. At least that one is one cohesive thought that is not hard to remember yeah. the concept of because it's true yeah. and it's it's yeah yeah yeah. If you can beat that, email probablyscience at gmail.com or tweet at probablyscience. Or if you have other ones that you use throughout, if you studied any science fields and you remembered having ones. Because I, I had the ones for the planets, which now I'd have to change because Pluto isn't in there anymore. I know, fuck that. I know like four different ones for the planets. Did you? What's your favorite? Those? I mean, I guess the most straightforward is my very easy method, just set up nine planets. It's also very good. self-referential. Uh, then there was my very earnest mother just served us nine pizzas, but why would she be earnest? It's, whereas you remember parts yeah. of the story that aren't... Uh, well, I mean, if, if you had an earnest mother and... That that had happened, that might be good. If you had a story, yeah. if it harkened back to a time when your mother was buying nine pizzas for some reason. For for music, of course, it's every good boy does fine, which I've found in my life is not true. Right. I also heard oh, I my, I've every, been a, very, a huge good, failure, and I've been a very good boy. But. Every good boy deserves fudge. That's good. I and I do feel that that one works better because I do deserve fudge. Yeah. God uh, damn it. I I heard it as football, and I don't know why how football deserves is a thing football? you deserve. Yeah. It's, it's, You've earned it's, football. It's a pri- how about every good boy dick right? fucks. Dick Fox? Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> sure. I don't know. Is there one for bass clef? There isn't, is there? Yeah, um, no, there is. Uh, hang on, what was there again? Um, I remember being taught one, and now I can't remember what it was. Well, what is the bass clef? It just starts one It starts one after that, so it just goes uh, G, B, D, F, A. I think it involved girls. Girls uh, do boys. Oh, hang on. One of them is all cows eat grass. Eight. All cows eat grass. That's All true. Cows? That's good. What is that for? It's A S. It's A C E G. Then, oh, that's the the white spaces yeah. in bass clef, because the white yeah. spaces in treble clef are F A C E. Yep, that's right. That's that one is the white spaces. In oh, yeah. great big dogs frighten Albert. Great big gives dogs you the frighten Albert is the bass clef lines. Yep. My dad's name is Gary Braden, so maybe like Gary Braden. What? Well, see, I want to do something good is for t- him. Is your mom's first initial A? No. Oh, okay. I had a good one. For I wish you. it was. Yeah. That, yeah. Do you know what I was going to do? I well, I imagine it was of a sexual nature, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> which you could assume it happened yeah. because I'm here. But yeah. yeah, and they still do it a lot. Oh, that's great. They're 65 and they still just fuck like animals. What grosses out a chimpanzee? <laughs> My parents gross fucking out a chimpanzee. We got a double pull steamboat episode because this is another one of Pearl's ones. Um, so apparently, in their natural habitats, chimps are known to pick up seeds from feces and reingest them. Pretty gross. In, capt- in captivity, some practice uh, coprophagy, the deliberate ingestion of feces. These behaviors involve usually their own fecal matter or that of their closest family members. If presented with feces and bodily fluids from others, however, that's an entirely different story. Hmm. In 2015, researchers from Kyoto University's Primate Research Institute went to the Primate Center 
uh, at the Centre International de Research Médicale de Franceville in Gabon <laughs> to test whether chimps are grossed out by some of the things, some of the same things as humans, particularly those that are sources of infectious diseases. Avoiding biological contaminants is a well-known manifestation of the adaptive system of disgust. Uh, in th- that makes sense. Like the, the reason disgust exists as a concept, like you're disgusted by things like vomit and feces because that's an indicator to your brain don't go near that that can make you ill right so it grosses you out so there's a natural revulsion um in theory animals evolved with a system to protect themselves from pathogens and parasites which are usually associated with media or substrates that invoke our sense of disgust well are they are are they saying that they ingest their own feces specifically because there's seeds in it is that what you said i'm not sure yeah or just for the fun of it uh (laughs) So body product, bodily products are universal disgust elicitors in humans, but until now we don't... But why we- do people love those zip-popping videos so much? Isn't yeah. that a weird exception? It is. So well, there's a, another weird exception is that we enjoy our own farts. The smell of our own farts. Yeah, are we, are we not revulsed the right by them? Right, well, right, we, right. we're not revulsed by them, but other people's farts always smell bad, but our own are not as... Right. It seems like someone else is, is actually going to do you some ill somehow. Mm-hmm. Like it's going <laughs> to somehow injure you. Yeah, I think it, it is. Like we, You sort of are... Uh, your own things are less disgusting to you. And that's similar to what I think the study might find. So until now, we do we did not know whether they also elicit similar reactions in our primate cousins. In this new study published in Royal Society Open Science, researchers found evidence that exposure to biological contaminants like feces, blood, and semen via vision, smell, and touch influences feeding choices even in chimpanzees. So... Um, I, I already love this story. A series of novel <laughs> experiments show that chimpanzees delay eating food items placed on top of replica feces wow. compared to the more benign brown foam generally stay away from the smell of biolog- potential biological contaminants and recoil from food items associated with soft and moist substrates. If chimpanzees, apparently they also don't like the word moist, if chimpanzees and other primates can discern contamination risks via different cues, individuals with higher sensitivities to feces and other bodily fluids may be less infected, which could have important health benefits, says the lead author, Cecile Sarabin. Um, Moreover, such results may have implications for animal welfare and management. We can better inform staff and keepers about the adaptive value of such sensitivity and its flexibility, as well as identity which individuals might, uh, as well as to identify which individuals may be at more risk of infection and therefore require more attention. That uh, was interesting. They, sh- they gave some examples of the things they put them on just to have a different tactile sensation. Yeah, apparently the visual and olfactory cues made them hesitate, but the the most aversive reaction was the tactile information. When the researchers presented chimpanzees with an opaque box where they could reach in for food placed atop a soft and moist piece of dough, the chimps recoiled immediately after wow. making contact. But not if it, yeah, but not if it was on a rope, or like a piece of rope. So they spontaneously react just like humans when blindly touching soft and moist uh, substrates. I wonder how they'd react to brownie bites. Because that's a little bit of a nebulous yeah, sort of area gross there. Gross and know. sort of slimy. But I guess, I guess it's the sort of thing that... It's the kind of thing that can be rich in biological contaminants compared to hard and dry substances that tend to be more sterile. Um, while anything, while anyone watching the reactions of the chimpanzees and the tactile experiments can empathize with them, it's premature to say that they feel the same as we might in that situation. What's great about these experiments, though, is that the observed responses are functionally similar to what ours would be, providing evidence that the mechanism underlying their behavior could be similar. So ours. does it matter if we consider that disgust or not? Whatever it is, it's the mechanism that keeps them from touching it. Yeah. Right? So maybe they don't have like 
uh, a shudder or something, but it's still basically. The bottom line is Planet of the Apes is just around the corner. That's, right? That's the big takeaway. Yeah. But I, now I kind of want to have my meal placed on top of a moist piece of dough. I mean, that might be a cool restaurant. Like, they, they put uh, your food on, like, that's like a thing. Like, <laughs> we, put, we put your food on a uh, on replica feces and you eat it. And it's... it's like those Halloween things where you stick your arm in a thing and it's grapes. Like, those are eyeballs. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Actually, have you been to, I, I'm sure you haven't because who has, but uh, those those things they do, like dinners in the dark. I've not been to that. Was that? Like I did a that once. For- you did. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've talked about this on the show a while ago. Did okay. a long time so, ago, yeah, though. One years. of the early episodes. I don't. Okay. But uh, yeah, our listeners who are piling through the episodes from the beginning will be able to tell us when. But yeah, I did it years ago with my then girlfriend, and it was it the the one that's in central London or East London. It's called Don Le Noir, mm-hmm. and it's um. The food is, it's like cafeteria food, but they put a lot of different types of food on the plate Are, Is it completely dark in the room? It's completely dark. The How do you even know where the food is? Except for, like, the thing that pissed me off was that someone had, they tell you to get rid of everything that has a light source, but Watches someone left their watch on that had a luminous, uh, mm. like a luminous um, arm, but that, that was enough from a distance just because there's no other source of light. Wow. The waiters are people who are vision impaired. Uh, so they make a big deal oh, like wow. they're already adapted and they they lead you through it and all it, of a sudden you hear like no new year's day <laughs> and you're like oh my god stevie wonder is my waiter this is amazing they really it's a very expensive meal as a result really because of the stevie yeah. wonder aspect, yeah right? like he's <laughs> you don't come for free yeah, yeah he's yeah. A, i mean he's very in demand <laughs> it's quite <laughs> remarkable that they even at this point he hasn't hit in 30 years and still so people. so you tell them in advance what your dietary restrictions are and if you want to have wine with your meal as well you order that in advance at first the waiters help you pour pour the wine and the water and then as you get as you get more accustomed to it you, they sort of let you take over the process um but i it's it's it was kind of weird firstly they make you sit at these long tables so you're sort of opposite your date but you're next to other people so that's you can hear weird the conversation. yeah yeah small talk without knowing when someone's that's looking at you or... already kind of weird yeah so you're already sort of listening but that does make and... more sense though in a way it does a bit and then and then it's kind of the f- basically the food is kind of shitty like yeah. the food it's it, you're paying for the novelty they really put food on the plate that tastes okay but it's more about the different textures and the variety and I realized halfway through that I would have had just as good a time if they put me in a completely dark room and let me muck about. And there's no food involved. Yeah, like right. get, rid of, get rid of the of socializing. F- exactly, the experience of being in a completely, completely removing one of your senses. The sensory deprivation. I would have enjoyed just being in like a, in a soft, like the equivalent, like a soft play area okay. with different toys of different shapes and stuff that you could just sort of work out and puzzles different substrates if you will yeah i would like that would be that would have been just as much fun probably more fun um because the fun the fun of it like they they make this whole thing of like you know when the oh when when you when you remove one of the senses every other sense is heightened and you can really appreciate the food and like well firstly if you really truly believe that you'd make the food not mediocre <laughs> right it's well, like i'm really paying attention to the taste here so because quite frankly you're getting away with There's a no really, visual cues involved yeah you're getting away with food that really should be like a sort of <laughs> nine pound how did you like, enjoy your pizza rolls yeah it really is it was like canteen food it was like oh there's a little bit I told well, them I was that, veggie, maybe, but there was okay. like a little bit of lasagna counter, and a little counter argument. If if they if it was a three Michelin star restaurant, then they can't 
if you start at 100%, you can't get above 100%. So, like, how right. much... So, they have to give you shitty food so you can see how much it's improved by the darkness. Right. <laughs> but I was also, like, I was heightened to how shitty it was as well. I was really, like, a, you can really appreciate the, the mediocrity shit, yeah. of this, the half arseness that went into the preparation of this meal. By the way, do you guys know if there's a... What's the grade, the, the, the like, Department of Health and Safety food quality grade after which you can't have your restaurant anymore? I don't know. I think it's. I, would, I think it's F. I mean, I think it's below you D. Still, you can still go D. I think you can absolutely. Food. I mean, from what I understand, California's food because I don't know. People for the listeners don't know we have like letter grades, and pretty much every restaurant in LA is A. Pretty much every restaurant. You would think, but then you see a B, and you're like, oh my god, they have a B. But from what I understand, I've seen a couple of C's. I've seen. Well, from uh, what I understand, I went to see Katy Perry two weeks ago, and the, one of those giant like chain restaurants at the Staples Center at LA Live. After we finished eating, I looked up C. Well, from what I understand is that is that food standards are so high in California that basically like a D in California is like base level for any new, any restaurant in America or New or New York in particular. They were talking about wow. like we have such high standards. So that- people are like. Hey, in Michigan, <laughs> I'm a C. But- yeah, oh it's it's the same. It's the same as it is for for all that yeah. stuff. But like you, they basically this person was saying this person's like a food critic. They were like. I would eat at a D restaurant. Oh, okay. without without question. Oh, really? It's so well, yeah. I would I would eat at a D restaurant just because if they've just got a D, that they that Germ- is the day yes. they've just been hit. They've just been <laughs> they've just been investigated and they've just found a load of shit. Right, possibly literally, and so the D has had to go up lawsuits. Or, or lawsuits are potential. Well, they they are in the middle of the sort of I th- I can't remember what, how long the turnover is, but it's like the sort of two week process or whatever they've got before they can get reevaluated yeah. and try to get it back up to something that right. won't uh, okay. scare because they're turning away so many people at that point. Exactly. So that I think that'll be like the cleanest you will ever see that restaurant. Yeah. Or well, if not the cleanest, it's at least the 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 derivative of the cleanliness of the restaurant is at its highest at that point the rate of change of cleanliness oh okay right. I was wondering right. if you are you doing the a calculus calculus yeah, yeah. joke like, the value right. might still be low but it's uh, sloping upwards no but, but for real though like the D the, this person was basically saying that California D is <laughs> totally <laughs> acceptable okay I've always said you, you heard me say in the past that right. California D is totally acceptable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, okay. We got a new merch. We got a new T-shirt. It's California, California D. Totally D. Acceptable, and it's like the uh, the periodic table. <laughs> the California D. What is uh, what is the element D? Is there an element D? Wait, wait, wait! Don't uh, 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 dead uh, dick though. No, 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 no. D, 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 D. Deuterium. I think it is. Deuteronomy. Or is that DT? Why would there be DT if there's no D? You don't have to have a DT if there's no. Yeah, there isn't an element that's D, but oh, deuterium, which is an isotope of hydrogen with two. Wow, that, oh, this is why you always, you guys always do well at trivia. The no, fact I that didn't, you even I have didn't an, remember the deuterium is an you, element. The fact that you even have a no, the word deuterium is like yeah. Well, deuterium uh, is heavy hydrogen, which when combined with water becomes heavy water, which is used in nuclear. You're a California reactors. deuterium. <laughs> okay. So there we go. Hey, we, I've got to go off to a gig, Eli. Yes, and you've got you've got to go off to an evening with your lady. Yes, I do. What, Give some California D. <laughs> Give some California D. Where can our listeners find you and your work? Um, we we'll go on Twitter at Eli Braden, E L I B R A D E N. And uh, when is this shit dropping? Uh, let's say Thursday the thirtieth at the latest. Tomorrow. Oh, well, Tomorrow. great. Well, if there's any fans of the Howard Stern Show listening, probably, possibly, mm-hmm. um, on the fifteenth and sixteenth of this month of December, um, I'm doing an event in Laguna Beach with. Ronnie the limo driver, JD and Shuli from the Stern Show, and it's a weekend 
basically like a weekend meet and greet in Laguna Beach. Oh. It's good. It's all for charity. It, all the money goes to charity for this uh, this charity that gives Lego toys to kids in Africa. Um, tickets are steep. It's three hundred bucks a pop, but oh. you get a Friday night and a Saturday night, like hanging out. Everything's open bar, all food provided. Friday night's a comedy performance. I'm performing. Shuli from the show is performing a bunch of other comics. Uh, JD and Ronnie are hosting. And then Saturday night's a big house party where we're just going to get trashed and awesome. right on the beach. And uh, if you want more info, just go to my Twitter, at Eli Braden. I'm trying to and think of what the alliterative, alliterative name of that charity would be. Does it have a it is, I think Actually, I think it is alliterative. I just can't remember it right now. It's not Legos for... Lagos, but it's something like that. <laughs> okay, so ch- wait, but they can find that info on yeah, my my Twitter okay. at Eli Braden because I just can't remember any of the details right now. But uh, it's the fifteenth and sixteenth of December, and it's two hundred ninety five bucks a pop. But it's a full weekend. It's a it's a full thing. Go so. get wasted for uh, for some Legos. Yeah. You can find us individually at Andy C Wood and at Matt Kirshen, mm-hmm. and then collectively at Probably Science. You can also find us at probablyscience.com where you can find the donate button. If you're not able to donate, yes. spread the word, tweet about us, Facebook about us, write nice things, uh, share us with your friends. I know a lot of you do, and we really appreciate that. And thank They're you. really good guys. They're really good guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Eli. That's true. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.